Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk to you about cat-proofing your home. But before we jump into that, allow me to introduce to you my handsome and creative co-host, husband, Dewey Vaughn. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We need a drum roll there. Yeah, <laughs> brr, boom. <laughs> and here I am, folks. Hello, everyone out there, and this today's topic is just right down our wheelhouse because we have a kitten in the house, Pico de Gato, uh, is all over the place, and so this would be a great topic to talk about because it's all fresh on our minds as it might be on yours. So let's jump into it, Molly. Yeah, this was actually a topic suggested by Marissa. I think she she's a listener to Cat Talk Radio, and I think she said she was based in Italy. And she sent me some really good podcast topic suggestions lately. Well, this is a good one, I tell you, because we love to hear podcast suggestions. And so if you have one out there, those people that are listening, and thank you to Marissa, please send those to molly at cattalkradio.com. So where do we start with this? Proofing of your home for kitties. Well, I want to start with plants because there are so many dangerous plants for cats to nibble on. You know, and I think that's one of Pico's favorite things to do. Every time you bring in a new plant, he jumps up there. He's got a sniff on it. He rubs mm-hmm. on it. And then the next thing you know, he's biting on it or something. So. Mm-hmm. I can see it was, where Tabasco this topic is was necessary. Too. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah, Tabasco. Anytime we got flowers, you know, Tabasco would jump up and have to stick his head in them and taste them all. And and you know, the problem with that is is the list of dangerous plants to cats is like amazingly long. And on the list are common things like lilies and poinsettias and what do we seem to have in our homes and all in the grocery stores during Easter and Christmas, right? And I love lilies in arrangements. I mean, and they're common, you know, the stargazers, they call them, you know, and they're just beautiful orange and white. And I love them in arrangements. And inevitably, when someone sends me flowers, they're in there and... They smell so good. They're one of my favorite flowers. But even a tiny amount of that flower ingested can cause severe kidney damage in your cat. And and there are so many other common ones. Tulips, daffodils, stephanbachia, hyacinth, rhododendrons, oleander, amaryllis, chrysanthemum. Oh, boy, I don't think I'll ever say that word right. But God, you're doing a fantastic job better than and, me. And, <laughs> And chefaleras. I mean, there's so many common houseplants and flowers that, you know, we typically have in our homes and we don't think twice about. And, um, and you know, they're really, really dangerous. You know, that's interesting that all of those plants have the ability to kill a cat. That just 
for well, some not, reason, doesn't not make all sense. Of them. Well, not all of them are deadly, but a lot of them can cause really bad stomach upset and internal issues and, and things like that. What can we do about it then, Molly? Tell well, us. the best thing to do is to keep them out of your home, <laughs> but it's hard. Like you know, The cats like or the plants? In the plants, of course. <laughs> and, you know, it's hard because friends will send floral arrangements and, you know, you want to have them out and there's just hardly anywhere to put them. But, you know, some of the things you can do with your houseplants is put them in really large planters. Um, you can elevate the plants where the cats can't get to them, but, you know, good luck with that because what do you have in your home that the cat can't get to, really? I mean, you know, Pico climbs all over everything, so that's that's really hard. But, you know, some other things are countertop deterrents, and on the site, catbehaviorsolutions.org, under Cool Stuff, there's a suggestion uh, section for deterrents, and in there I show things like there's a scat mat. And it's really long, and it's made for for sofas, but it's perfect for counters. And when the cat steps on it, it emits this really high-pitched noise. It's not a shock mat. I don't don't agree with using shock mats or anything that's going to cause pain to an animal. So the scat mat is really good because it's just this super loud, high-pitched sonic sound that drives them crazy. And then there are things like um, there's motion-activated cans of air so when the cat jumps up and walks in front of it it goes and it shoots air at them and that usually scares them down off the counter so there are countertop deterrents you can use to keep them away as well you know that noisemaker thing that you got for pico um, that you put underneath the flowers that was really cool that's uh, ingenious in fact it works so well I, i mean when you first did it we watched him and he kind of listened and looked around like, oh, my God, what is that? And then he realized, oh, man, I don't want to be here in that. So he left. He got down off the counter. That was good. He did it a couple more times later on. And then he started to learn, oh, there's something up there. He knows there's a there's something in there. And then I used it when I saw him getting up on some counters in my office and so or up on some shelves in my office. So I thought, wow, this is a really cool thing. It worked. <laughs> Mm-hmm, it did. E- even though, you know, orchids are safe. I mean, I-, I wasn't keeping him away from the orchids because orchids are on the poison list. Actually, orchids are safe for cats. But he took that first big orchid and knocked it on the floor. It was a gift from some friends, and he, he was rubbing against the orchid and those sticks that hold the orchids upright and just tumbled that whole orchid plant off and broke the pot and killed the orchid, and, and it was a mess. But the issue with the noisemakers is they don't work because when you're not home, you know, the cat gets up there and the noise doesn't go off and they're so smart. They quickly begin to associate the deterrent when you're around. They go, ah, oh, ha, ha, when she's around and I get up by the flowers, the noise goes off. But when they're not home and I get up by the flowers, then there's no noise. So answer is wait till they leave and then get up and eat the flowers. So, you know, I, I think for... Something as serious as poisonous flowers that I would use something that's more consistent whether you're home or not. You know, there's other things you can do like people put 
bitter apple flake flavors on things or chili powder or that kind of stuff. Of course, I don't know how you do that on the flowers with them you know, looking weird, but you know, some other things you can do is you can grow cat grass. I do that a lot. And and then they know that, you know, you train them, you nibble on this, not that. And again, that goes back to the this, not that. But the most, the safe thing is is counter deterrence, you know, the scat mats and the motion activated air cans. But the very best thing to do is to just get rid of any dangerous plants, gift them to a family or friend member that, you know, doesn't have cats. And the ASPCA has a great long list of of plants that are dangerous. I've just mentioned a few common ones today, but I would Google ASPCA you know, list of dangerous plants for cats, and you'll find the link, and God, there's there's hundreds of them. So double-check all the plants in your home. That'd be the first place, I'd say, to start in cat-proofing your home. You know, I really would like to try sometime the motion-activated thing. Uh, I think that's a really cool idea because it kind of solves that issue that you're talking about, about something going off when you're not home, mm-hmm. uh, that would be okay. that'd be I'll pretty cool. I'll get you cool. some. I'll get yeah, you some of I'd those like cans. Try, try to do that. That's <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think that would kind of do that. And we have a camera in the living room, so we could kind of watch them as it happens and seeing it work. So it'd be cool. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, so even though that we don't have this problem, uh, is cord chewing an issue that needs to be addressed when cat proofing your home? Yeah, and and chewing, of course, cord chewing because they can, you know, they can electrocute themselves. There have been a lot of vets that have seen, you know, blackened gums and burns on the inside of cats' mouths where they chew through an electrical cord, and it, you know, and it, I mean, it burns them. It's a really dangerous thing. But not only chewing, but also like hanging themselves on window shade cords. That's a real problem too. Yeah, we had one not too long ago, and during the summertime, Pico was up there playing with dang, t- playing with that thing that dangles around, and it looked like a fun toy, and he was playing with it, and the next thing you know, he got in between the two cords and somehow hung himself there. We turned around and looked and went, oh my God, he's hanging himself, he's between his, ab- his legs under his ab- abdomen there, so. yeah. At least it wasn't his head, but it very easily could have been. It, it was actually quite funny because we were yeah. we sit outside and, and watch TV. We have TV outside in the summer, and our backs are to this window that's right by his tall scratching post. So we can watch him scratch and play and stuff. And he was up on the tall scratching post pawing at the cords on the blinds. And, and next thing you know, I turn around and I look, and he's looking right at me like, Mom, help me. And he's swinging, <laughs> like swinging no. in this cord. And it's yeah. it's wrapped around his lower stomach. And, you know, except his back <laughs> legs were caught in it. And it was really yeah. kind of cute. But it wouldn't have been cute at all if he yeah. had been hanging yeah. by his neck. So, yeah. You yeah. got to, you know, so what we did and what you need to do at that point is tie them, tie them up. So just tie them up real, real high where they can't get them or, or cut them, you know, um, you know, don't have loops and things like that. And, and cover electrical cords. If your cat is a cord chewer, cover your electrical cords with aluminum foil strips or 
cord keepers, you know, they sell a lot of those cord keepers where you put all your cords together in a plastic tube-like thing that bends, you know, and tidies things up too visually and, you know, and and secure your TV screens also because <laughs> we have a kitten that likes to watch TV and so he gets up, he thinks he can jump through the TV screen into the scene and so he jumps up and then tries to go over the TV to see where these things on the TV are going if they're going behind <laughs> it. And, we, and of course, the TV will fall forward if it's not secured in the cabinet. So we've also had to cat-proof our TVs and make it so they can't fall forward when he climbs up over them. That's <laughs> yeah, so, so funny when he things. does that. <laughs> so let's move on to another piece of this. What about scents, you know, like, you know, spray scents and maybe fragrant things that you sit around the house? Uh, you did a podcast, I think, on this a while back. Are Those are dangerous for cats, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a really important area because it's something we all do. Well, I used to do. I don't any longer. But no air fresheners, no Scentsy, no plug-ins, no scented candles, nothing like that. And, you know, you you can, if you're one of those people that's just like, oh my God, I cannot live without my candles, then listen to the podcast that we did. I, I go into great detail on the ingredients you can look for to make sense safe for cats. And um, and you'll find that if you can't find it for some reason. And this is our 99th episode, by the way. So there's wow. a lot of them to sift through. Yeah, <laughs> and so if you wow. can't find it, um, shoot me an email, molly at cattalkradio.com, and I'll send you the link to it. But but scents are a very, very, very uh, also dangerous, and it's one of those dangerous things that accumulates over time. You know, I was one of those people that had a lot of those timed automatic air freshener things that go off every and of course I had them right by the litter box because that's what you want to try to mask right and then Tabasco as he started to have issues he he had an x-ray and he had he had like lung damage and I thought what the heck because we don't smoke he didn't have secondhand smoke lung damage and I couldn't figure out why his lungs would have any issue to them whatsoever. And the only things I could think of was a lifetime of being around these artificial scents. And, and even some even some natural oils and things like that are dangerous to cats. So definitely listen to that podcast. We've devoted an entire podcast to the dangerous of scents to cats. And that's that's a good one. You know, so you also mentioned the past candles. I imagine that's something to be careful with also, right? Yeah, and it it's it's so easy for, you know, a cat to singe his whiskers or tail hair. You know, they just they turn around in front of a candle and, you know, they're not looking and the tail dips down and catches on fire. I mean, it's it's really really dangerous to have open flames with with cats and especially curious kittens so keep your candles up high or get those electronic flame candles you know they've they've come such a long way and they actually look pretty good these days so candles yes open flames very dangerous for cats and kittens oh my gosh yeah it's always scary we see pico sometimes 
jumping up on the fireplace going, oh, look, there's something flickering in there. Let's go see what it is. And we're like, whoa, get out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, exactly. kitty. Go. And we that's don't a, need a fire roasted kitty. Right. That's another good one is is making sure you have a cover on the front of your fireplace, you know, a fireplace screen or something that they will keep them out of the fireplace. You know, that is so, so important. And I think that's a great idea for big topic in the cat proofing side is fire. Yeah. So what other kinds of things should we watch out for? Well, medications are a big one. Oh, my God, yes, because I have inadvertently dropped a pill on the ground, one thing or another. Next thing you know, you hear the cat batting something around, and you go in to look, and, uh, oh, my God, he's got a pill, and, of course, he's going to chew on it because he, you know, bats it around, and then he's got to bite it. So that's really yeah something we've got to look yeah. out for. It. It is, it is, and I'm always freaked out if a pill hits the floor. And it's not just your prescription medication, but supplements, too. You know, there's a lot of supplements that you take that could be dangerous if your cat ingests a pill. And there's there's all kinds of little things on the floor like that, not just pills that they bat around and want to chew on. There's rubber bands is a big one, and hair ties. You know, most cats like to bat around a hair tie for hours, but boy, if they decide they're going to chew on it and eat it, it can wreak havoc on their intestinal system. It can get stuck in there. And really, anything that might be left out on a desk or work area or nightstand like paper clips or thumbtacks oh my god I remember I had a bulletin board you know behind my office like like my desk faced a wall I had a built-in desk so it was attached to the wall and so right behind that behind the computer I had bulletin boarded the whole wall and I had all kinds of special things stuck up there greeting cards people would send little notes from Dewey all kinds of things (laughs) pictures newspaper articles and Tabasco would inevitably go over there and this was all attention seeking you know usually hunger driven of course but he would go over there and he would look at me to make sure I was watching and then he would pull those thumbtacks out with his teeth And try to eat them. And, of course, I would freak out because you can't ignore that behavior. Eventually, I had to just take everything off the damn bulletin board because he was relentless and wasn't going to stop. And then there's other things like deflated balloons, which, you know, if you have kids, you, you might have those around the house. And that's a texture thing, like the rubber bands. Seems like things that are rubber and have that texture are attractive to cats. But needle and thread, you know, and dental floss is a big one because I, I used to have, you know, Pico, uh, not Pico, Tabasco would go look in the trash can for the dental floss because, you know, oh, it's a string, it's something to play with and pull it out it probably also smells a lot like us so they're also attracted to it for that reason so all of those things make sure that they are out of reach of your cat so they don't accidentally digest them wow you know um something else i thought of when you were talking about that is what about chemicals i suspect they're like two years old where you have to worry about these kinds of things yeah 
Yes, cats are absolutely like two-year-olds, no question about it. You know, and and something, there are all kinds of chemicals that you don't think about. So mothballs are toxic for cats, you know, so be sure to keep them in a drawer or somewhere like that, but, but certainly off the floor or don't have them just in the back of an open shelf where your cat can reach them. Don't use automatic toilet bowl cleaners or those little cake things you put in the toilet because cats not only can drink water out of the toilet if somebody leaves the seat up and you know who you are. Not you, Dewey. You're very good about putting the seat <laughs> up down. But, <laughs> but you listeners out there, you know who you are that leave the seats up. So if you're using a any kind of toilet bowl cleaner that's automatic after every flush cat gets in there and drinks it that's poisonous or if you have a kitten or cat that falls into it so it's best to just keep that lid closed but you know you never know when you have guests come over either so just just don't use those and then you know of course antifreeze is mm-hmm. yeah no yes. no go ahead no i was just go ahead antifreeze, antifreeze is a bad one is yeah. a, yeah, that's a big one, and we always hear about that because, for some reason, cats are attracted to it. They, I don't know what it is. They, they like the smell or the flavor of it. So, don't leave antifreeze out. Motor oils, windshield fluid for your car, all of those are dangerous as well. And and the other thing is like rock salt and those ice melting pellets. There, there are some pet safer ice melting products so be sure to check on what you're using if you live in a snowy area keep those out of reach of the cats but yes it's it's best to just treat the whole situation like you have a two-year-old around the house and lock everything up i mean i even started to use vinegar versus fabulosa on the floors because you know, I, I love the smell of fabulosa and when the housekeeper comes we have concrete floors so you know, she would use it and it smelled so good. But then Pico started to have like his third eyelid was starting to show and something was irritating him. And I thought that just might be it. So we changed to vinegar. We clean the floors with vinegar now. And I think about it and I go, yeah, you know, she's mopping and he's just walking around and getting that stuff on his feet. And I don't like him to get toxins on his feet. So we've stopped using all that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was sad for a while, and I don't think I've noticed that. That maybe the fix that uh, was mm-hmm. there, we should try it the other way and see if uh, it comes back. But that's that's interesting. You never think about, you know, how you clean the floor and the toxins on the kitty's feet because they're always licking their feet, you know, one thing or another. So that makes a lot of right. sense. Wow, that should be, that's something that a lot of people should think about for sure. And you posted mm-hmm. something on Facebook that I got a lot of comments from, the photo of Pico inspecting the dryer. I bet that's a hazardous, too, right? The cat in the dryer. Yes. I got a jillion comments on there like, oh, my God, do you know, don't be careful. Don't let him in there because my mom's cat got in and she didn't know and turned it on. I got all these horrible stories. It was terrible. And it, it was so sad, but, you know, yes, and, and of course, I always, you know, you should always keep the doors closed on your washer and dryer and always have eyes on the cats before you turn them on. I mean, that just needs to be the rule. That's the rule I do. I never turn on the washer and dryer unless I can see him and know where he is and that he's not in there. That's a great idea. 
you know, I love that that piece because that's really easy to do. You're you're picking up laundry. You got your head turned one way. The cat jumps in there behind your back. You throw some laundry over the cat, and next thing you know, you shut the door, and boom. I mean, accidents can happen like that. Nobody intends for that kind of thing to happen. So you got to really, really watch out. I would, I would say, oh no, Fluffy just got fluffier. <laughs> yeah, no, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about things that can break, shatter, or maybe get glass in their feet? How does that, what are we going to do yeah. there? We've certainly had our uh, our share of that with Pico for sure. And those are all great things to consider, um, especially if you have valuables that you're, you know, concerned about. I had a uh, cat behavior consult recently, a virtual one, and um, they had inherited two cats from this gentleman's dad had passed away and they were uh, in the cat introduction stage where they were introducing the two new cats to their cat and uh, and they said okay now what do we do when it comes time to let those cats out and she takes me around and shows me they have an amazing pottery collection you know antique and ancient and all these just gorgeous gorgeous pottery and a lot of it on on like all on the windowsills and things like that and i said you know you you can't expect your cat not to want to jump up on things so you've got to make spots for them Again, you've got to show them this area is okay to be in. This area over here with all these pots is not. So move your pots over, make a a kitty window seat with a bed, you know, that kind of thing. But definitely because not only when they knock those things off have you lost whatever it is they've just broken, but then you've got you know, shards of glass or clay and sharp things all over the floor that, you know, now the cat may be walking through. So, and we've had our share of those. We've had to really, really vacuum up and sweep up well. <laughs> yeah, Thank that you, seems Pico. like, yeah, that <laughs> seems like a pretty comprehensive list we've covered so far. I mean, it really yeah. is a lot to think about and, you know, rediscover how you're entering your pet into your home and the things that you like that may be harmful to your pet, which is, like you said, a long list and lots of things to cover there. So is there anything else you can think of? Yeah. Um, you got to think about the big things as well as the little things. So like bookshelves, you know, if you have bookshelves that are really tall and the cat jumps up on the second or third shelf and, you know, the bookshelves have fallen over on cats. So make sure your bookshelves are secured, very secured. Swinging doors is another big one for cats. Cats can get their heads caught in swinging doors. Um, again, we talked about the open fireplace. That's a good one. You know, vases or statues or art or things like that. The cats can topple over on themselves. Tablecloths hanging down. Those are very tempting. Long strings of anything. You know, you put just like we just had Thanksgiving and, and, and the turkey carcass is in the, in the trash and bone splinters. Anytime you've had like chicken with bone in it and things like that, cooked bones will splinter in cats' throats. So, you know, take the garbage out. Don't leave those things, tempting things in the garbage. And there's another thing we don't think about too, sugar-free candy contains xylitol, which can be fatally toxic to cats. 
So keep all your sugar-free candy up and away from your cats. Um, Rodent bait, that's a big one because, you know, you're poisoning your mice outside the home. You don't think about your indoor cat, but if some of those mice get in the home and then the cats eat the mice that have eaten the bait, then that can affect the cat. Even those ones that like dehydrate the mice till they die and stuff like that, that can all affect your cat. So it's best to just use natural treatments for that. Like, you know, we use, we used to live trap and release all the mice, but just like with feral cat population, you can never get a handle on your population of mice if you're live trapping and releasing. So now I use mouse birth control and we put down this little powder, they eat it, and then it keeps the population to a minimum so they're not overpopulating. And that's better than poison bait. Yeah, boy, I tell you, we watch out for that for sure. Um, and we don't want that to happen. You know, I, th- I think you taught me Something very interesting, um, you know, if you poison a mouse or rat, you know, that your cat eats that and digests it. It's not a direct effect uh, on the cat because you're not poisoning the cat, but it's an indirect effect that is occurring. Yeah. And that's that's a real, real thing to think about. You know, if I put out mouse bait and I put out mouse stuff, but my cat is still around and Wow, yeah, that's that that was an eye opener for me. It's like an aha moment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I imagine this is the holidays and people are posting their own unique dangers to cats also, right? Yeah, yeah. Ornaments are a are a big one. Of course, tree climbing tips the tree over and the cat gets hurt. Um, they can hang themselves in the strands of lights or garlands you have around the tree. You know, and mistletoe, by the way, is also poisonous to cats, not just poinsettias, but mistletoe is also poisonous. Um, Drinking, if you have a a fresh tree and you have the tree water, well, drinking that tree water can also be dangerous because pine Mm. is also toxic to cats. Mm -hmm. Um, Eating ornaments, you know, they, they chew on ornaments or parts of the tree. If you have an artificial tree and the cat's chewing on that and ingests that tinsel, you know, that's that's just irresistible to cats to bat the tinsel and then start chewing on it. And before you know it, gets caught on their tongue and down their throats and in their intestines again. And ribbons, you know, the holidays bring lots of ribbons. All that can cause GI obstruction. You know, and then there's human food got to remember this is very important that onions are toxic to cats as well as chocolate and avocados all right so it's okay to give them a little sliver of lean meat but not any fatty parts and not if you have seasoned your meat with onion of any kind in any form all right and no whipped cream because cats are lactose intolerant so those are all things that are kind of common to the holidays we need to watch out for as well Wow, you know, there is a lot to think about, especially this time of year. So it sounds like it would be best for us just to, you know, create a rubber room with no belongings. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> <Yeah>. sad thought. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that stark, but but yes, we all need to be responsible for keeping our kitties safe because they're important to us. Yes, they are. 
And thank you, Marissa, for suggesting this topic because you know what? We'd love to hear from our listeners and we'd love to hear ideas about topics and different things, maybe some experiences that you're having and what what should you do? Molly can really dive into those things and she's a great asset for everyone out there in the cat world and most people that are close to us always tell their cats or always say, if I have the ability to come back in the world, I want to come back as a cat that Molly takes care of. So, you know, take that to heart. (laughs) Take that to heart. And if you have any topics or you have any suggestions or you just want to reach out to us and give us an experience, that would be fantastic. And you can do that at molly at cattalkradio.com. Real easy. CatTalkRadio.com, yep. and then stick the word Molly in front of at, and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to like us on Facebook, too. Follow us on Instagram, and check out my blog on the site at CatBehaviorSolutions.org. You can also get there through CatTalkRadio.com. You know, and I love those products you got on the website. Those got some pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah, so definitely check out the the website. And if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation because any amount helps to keep this show on the air. We produce this show as a free service to you, and everything we do is is free. There are no salaries taken out of out of any of our donations. We're a nonprofit organization trying to amass a huge library of information for people for cats and taking care of cats and bonding better with your cats because we're going to keep doing this as long as <laughs> shelter, <laughs> shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number one number cause, one of, cause death, of death in death cats. cats still need practice whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time everybody keep calm and purr on yes goodbye everyone Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, 
Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.